Hey everybody, welcome back to the Silver Screen and Roll Network. I'm Sasha. Dot, dot, oh, dot. Is this when I also <laughs> say, and I'm Harrison? I just assume everybody does that because me and Sabrina no, do that. No, you didn't. You did not warn me. <laughs> I am Harrison Fagan. I am also here on this episode. Hey Harrison, how's it going? It's going all right. It's been uh, quite the like three is it three days now four days yeah four days in Lakerland feels uh, like a friggin' lifetime yeah yeah it's been it's been like and I don't want to like make it sound like this is a complaint because this is obviously this has been a great thing for the Lakers this is a more fun thing to write about than normally what we got to write about for the last year but it's been busy and it finally quieted down a little bit today um as we're recording this on Tuesday it's just like not really that much more can happen, happen right now. Like, we have to wait for the rest of this all to play out. See, you say that, and then something happens. And, <laughs> like, you never know. Like, we, we never see this stuff coming. Like, we wouldn't have thought that much could happen when Magic stepped down on the last day of the season. And, but then that happened. And so. That's true. You know. That's true. I do feel like our front office just has to stay the way it is. And I feel like I'm jin- jinxing it just by even mentioning it but i just feel like we can't we like can't do much worse right so in terms of front office yeah yeah i mean i don't know like at this point they've they've gotten the anthony davis trade done i I feel like you well but how much of that was rich paul and clutch sports and all of that stuff i i I don't know but please don't speak any front office changes into existence i can't deal with that (laughs) i'm not in a mental space to like be able to cover another like changeover fiasco like they just need to hold steady for now actually complete this anthony davis trade because you know like you say hey they've agreed to it this stuff doesn't change but then i point you at the tyron lu negotiations and how those seem done Mm. and then all of a sudden fell apart in a blaze of glory and you know these anthony davis stuff this stuff as we'll get into i think later on this episode is complicated and like there are a lot of potentially moving parts here where you know i'm not going to say that this i don't i don't think that this is going to blow up but it could but i I think that before we get to that we should talk about a surprisingly controversial take on lakers twitter over the last you know what do we say 96 hours not even just lakers twitter i feel like everybody nba twitter as a whole yeah yeah, where everybody has collectively decided that this is, well, that oversimplifies, but it, it has become controversial to say that this is a good thing for the Lakers. Like we skipped, I feel like in all of our attempts and our collective, you know, desire to say smart things and look at the way the assets are used and look at cap mechanics and, you know, did the Lakers make this trade in the smartest way? We skipped over the whole part where everybody gets to celebrate that the Lakers signed Anthony Davis and how great that is for, or not signed, but traded for Anthony Davis and how great that is for the team. Where were you when you found out? I was getting off of the Cars ride at Disneyland. Oh shit, that's so fun. Yeah, it was, uh, it was not, actually that much fun i like i mean the ride was fun i i got off and i was like of course this happened today i knew it would happen if i left the house and you know thankfully i had prepped an 800 word column on it already and so yeah it It paid off finally yes finally like it's been sitting in there since february getting slight alterations but yeah wow and you pre-wrote a piece and it paid off as well i know we we finally broke the streak this is like 
This is like the last two or three that have hit now. So I'm on like, I'm on a winning streak with the pre-writes. Where were you when you found out? I was at work. I was on break. I had just gone on break to eat lunch and I was two hours late to the party. So I didn't find out until like two hours afterwards and I just had to hold it all in all day until the end of my shift. And I got off at 10, came home and just like started going on Twitter and reading articles and stuff. And I just got so excited and I'm still so I'm still writing the high. I'm going to be writing it forever. I don't know end in sight. Yeah. And like, that's something that you should be able to ride and like be excited about. And I just like, I don't know. I, I, I think you feel the same way, but I just feel like we skipped that whole part. And like it, the Lakers, yes. Did they, did they negotiate this deal in the best way possible? Possibly not. It seems like I, I think if we're looking at the market and what other teams were willing to give up, I, I, I even said this on our last podcast. So I'm as guilty of this as anyone. I think I came across as a little negative about the deal on that last podcast that I did on, uh, on Monday. I think it's also just, like, the power of influence that, like, when that's all that anybody's talking about, like, you kind of have to talk about it. And you've had some time now to sort of, like, settle into it and think more about it and see how you really feel about it. Yeah, and I think that, like, yes, they bid against themselves, I think. I think that they probably paid more than, like, in a vacuum than they would have to. But at the same time people are talking about, I saw somebody giving some like wild takes on Twitter today, but like the Lakers, you know, they traded away the fruits of the lottery, like a decade's worth of lottery picks for this. And I'm not really sure that that's accurate. Like that assumes that number one, that the Lakers just continue to miss the playoffs in perpetuity, which, you know, after the last couple of years, I don't know that we can rule out, but (laughs) I think it's unlikely that they continue to do that. So you know, they don't have a bunch of future lottery picks going out, most likely. And they don't, you know, they traded Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram, who are two promising prospects. But the the thing that I keep coming back to is the reason that you draft guys like Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram, and then even Josh Hart to some degree, is you hope that they pan out. And, or you hope that you can use them in a trade to acquire a guy like Davis. And so, like, would it have been better for the Lakers if they had just sent out, say, Ingram and Hart and gotten to keep Lonzo or, you know, some combination of those three for Davis along with the other picks that they're sending out? Sure. But I think that, like, you end up the Boston Celtics if you're just afraid, if you're constantly mm-hmm. afraid to deal this stuff. And we look at the situation that they're heading into this summer where Kyrie's probably going to leave. There's a report just as we were starting to record that Al Horford's probably gone. And you're left with like Gordon Hayward and a bunch of guys that you were too scared to trade to make that next step up and no titles to show for it. And I think the Lakers are going all in here. And I think it's an admirable gamble. It is a gamble, but I think that there's like, this is a good thing for the team even if it has a chance to bite them in the ass down the line. Yeah, I completely agree. I think maybe LeBron's injury, like, brought some things into, like, sharp relief. Like, we thought we were going to dominate last season. I did, at least. I was like, we signed LeBron. I'm never coming down from this hill. (laughs) Like, this is amazing. And... So the exact same reaction as you had to the Davis trade. Exact same. (laughs) And I haven't learned my lesson, apparently. Uh, And then LeBron got injured and we lost our season. And it was actually even more depressing than the previous season. And then now we're feels like we're kind of back in the same position where we like just 
did something that people did not think we were going to do, first of all, right? Like it has been so hyped, so hyped for so long. And people, there were people who were like, it's definitely happening. There were people like, it's not, they're, it's never going to happen. The Pelicans will never trade over her dead body, will they trade? And I mean, you don't have to take shots at Pelicans Twitter just like that. <laughs> like, And then like, we got him. Kind of like LeBron. And here we are. It's like you can either decide that the same thing is going to happen this season and write it off and decide that ultimately this trade is bad. Or you can just say I'm going to be optimistic and hope for the best. And it's going to be depressing either way in the end if it is depressing. Like if it turns out badly, whether or not you're optimistic at the beginning, it's going to suck. So why not just be optimistic? Well, and like it's just the fact there are a lot of genuine reasons, I think, to be optimistic. Like, uh, again, yeah. we, I, I know that you pulled up some of the stuff that they gave away and like, oh, yeah. it, so that we can talk about how far reaching this these problems are. But it's almost like like it's like, like when you let the dishes build up for a while. Yeah, you know, you're going to have to do them later and like maybe you'll get some bugs or whatever. And like I'm definitely not taking shots at anybody who lives with me for the way that they <laughs> handle dishes. Um <laughs> But, like, you know, that's a problem for future you to deal with. And, like, these are these potential problems are only potential problems. They may not even come to pass for the future Lakers to deal with. And I think that the current Lakers, especially Rob Palenka, who may not be here in 2024, 2025, when this stuff, when these, like, consequences mm. are coming down the line, probably doesn't care about that. And I think that that's justifiable. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when you see how wide open the West is now after all of these injuries to Golden State, especially. And, you know, it looks like the Houston Rockets are... Uh, on the verge of blowing up and because Chris Paul and James Harden hate each other. Who could have predicted that oh Chris God. Paul would get under somebody's skin? Um, Ooh, th- that, that was hilarious, me. by the way, today. That absolutely yes. tickled me. But, but like these are, it's a wide open West now. And so, yes, maybe you'll lose some lottery picks, like or maybe not even lottery picks, just like a late, it could just be late first rounders that you lose down the line. And yeah. that hurts a team that's trying to build and remain competitive, but it's not a death sentence. And it gives the Lakers the best chance to maximize LeBron James's window. And like, I, I, it's like you said, like people are acting, uh, you said this before we went on air, but people are acting like he's washed up and like Bro. he did have the groin injury, but he still averaged like 28 and eight, like eight and eight last year. And but he, he was really good offensively still. And Davis is going to take even more pressure off of him there and be maybe Prime Dwayne Wade or Anthony Davis, you can make an argument for which one is the best player LeBron has ever played with, Mm -hmm. but Anthony Davis is certainly a better fit next to LeBron than Prime Dwayne Wade was, and I I just think that they're really going to accentuate each other's strengths and be an incredible pairing that make the Lakers kind of instant contenders. Yeah, it's going to be gorgeous. People are being so disrespectful to LeBron, it is maddening, and I hope they know I am currently thinking right now of what LeBron said to his haters a while ago and about how they will have to wake up and still be themselves and he is just going to be a, <laughs> a billionaire. Um, that One of the, but arguably the pettiest moment of LeBron's <laughs> career after he lost in the finals when he just told like everyone, guess what? You could tweet at me, but you're still broke. Like Wonderful. he didn't say that, but basically. I'm just reminded of that. Like, He has the most time off that even before the Anthony Davis trade, I was saying, like, he's had the most 
time off that he's ever had. And, like, how is he not going to come back better than he was last year? Not just, but also completely healed. I mean, he has the most time to heal for this type of injury. And I just feel very confident that he is going to come back and absolutely curb stomp some folks. Yeah, I think this has to be that year for LeBron because it's like, how many years of his prime does he have left at age 34? I don't know. But like 34, we we can't necessarily say with the level he was at last year, this is going to be a total drop off season. That's hard to project. And I think that if anything, it's like you said, he's going to see the stuff that people are saying about him, saying about the Lakers, saying about how this will work, saying they gave up too much, or like talking about all these other people ahead of him in the best player in the game right now conversation, and potentially channel that into like, you know, probably not the best season of his career, but maybe one last really, really incredible season where he that's on par with, you know, most of the better seasons of his career. And especially with Davis helping him out, especially like on offense as a screen setter, like their pick and rolls are going to be unguardable. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. And so especially if the Lakers sign like any shooters whatsoever, and that's without mentioning the chance of, you know, whether or not they get a third star or anything like that. Like LeBron is set up for success now. And this is not Anthony Davis like coming in to play with like this is Anthony Davis coming in to play with like farewell tour Kobe when the Lakers had trouble recruiting free agents yeah. like at the end end of Kobe's career where he just he, it was really clear he couldn't play anymore other than sporadically and you know like guys weren't going to come play with that this is Anthony Davis coming to play with LeBron who like yeah like he's, he's, he's older now but he could still play do you look at him he is in better shape than half the guys in the league who are six years younger than him probably more than half yeah, honestly look at John Wall no shots at John Wall like but the dude took care of his body and lebron takes the best care out of, of his body out of any athlete to ever live he is gonna be good next season i don't know why this is even a topic of conversation people talking about how lebron is washed it just shows the like willful ignorance people have when they like when it comes to the lakers they're just willing to ignore all of the things that are good to shit on the Lakers because they really don't want this to work. They just don't want LeBron and Anthony Davis on the Lakers to work. So this is what they're coming up with. Some disrespectful shit about how LeBron James is washed. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that there has to be an element of the that to this. Is There are a lot of people who grew up when the Lakers were really, really good and like hated that team. And it's funny, you go around the league and how many fan bases consider themselves like the Lakers' biggest rivals. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, other than the Celtics, really, uh, and then like, you know, for certain points, there were other teams in there that were like really big. Like the Kings one, that was really legitimate for a while, but it hasn't been legitimate in a long time. It is for Kings fans, mm -hmm. but not necessarily for the Lakers. And it's almost like that Mad Men gif that goes around of like, like, oh, yeah. I, like I hope you're doing badly or whatever the guy says. And he says, I don't think about you at all. Um, yeah. And like, that's the Lakers to or and the Lakers fan base by extension to a lot of these fan bases but like they their resentment still exists and again like 
I'm not the guy that's sitting here saying that it's all fake news, whatever, like the Lakers are going to win the championship for sure. I think that Vegas has even gotten a little ahead of themselves. I don't know if the Lakers should be the favorite yet, but I think they have a shot. And this was the only way that they were going to get there. So even if they overpaid, even if they don't end up coming out of this with max cap spaces, we'll kind of talk about like they... Like, they still had to do this, and they needed Mm -hmm. to get it done, and they need it, and whatever they are left with, they can fill out the roster, and they can go to battle next season with, you know, hopefully a healthy LeBron James. I think, as you said, he's had more than enough time to recover. And then Anthony Davis, a 26-year-old superstar that I think people are overlooking because he really wasn't trying all that hard last year Mm -hmm. once he had kind of checked out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also it just will be immensely exciting and rewarding, I think, to watch two players who are so complimentary play together. It's going to be beautiful. Yep. I mean, two of the best players in the league playing together. They just have perfectly complimentary games. And it's going to be stunning basketball to watch. I couldn't be more excited to watch this season just in terms of how good the basketball is going to be, especially with the basketball that I've watched from the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, I, your, so your enjoyment is not going to be detracted by the fact that uh, there isn't a 2025 future lottery pick just like mannequins sitting on the bench. They're like 2025 lottery pick goes here fully, and that's no longer there anymore. I fully could not care less. <laughs> I fully could not care less. I think this is the type of thing. I think we should talk about these picks, actually, because. OK, let's talk about I, it. This was something that I, like I said, completely ignored, basically. I saw, like, a bunch of numbers, and I was like, I know they're years, but still, I saw a bunch of numbers, and I was like, eh, like... Your brain turned off? Yeah, I was just like, well, That's, it just... I have to stop myself from doing that every time I look <laughs> at these picks or, like, the cap complication. I'm like, because I was not a math person in high school, and I've been forced to learn to understand this stuff for my job. But, like, I see more than, like, you know, four numbers in a sentence, and, I'm like, my brain just completely just shuts down, and I have to turn it back on again. It's not so much that for me, but it is something that I'm looking at it. I see it, and I'm like... This is not going to add anything to my enjoyment or subtract from my enjoyment. My enjoyment. Like, I know that these picks are not going to subtract at all from how much fun I have next season. So, so like, what? let's get into what those picks are exactly. Yeah. And just for the people that have missed it and talk about, like, the, the future implications of that and what we're really talking about here. So this took me a while to, like, wrap my head around. Um, probably had to read, like, three or four different articles uh, to, like, understand it. But I think the best way to understand it is just going year by year, like, just starting with 2019 and then ending in 2025. That's the simplest way for my brain to understand it. So let's do it. Okay. So obviously we are giving up our first round number four pick this year. So no pick for us this year in the first round. I, for one, am heartbroken that I don't get to pretend like I know who this lottery pick is that they were going to select. Um, I had strong thoughts on, I don't know, just like insert me saying a player's name there afterwards (laughs) when I look them up. Um, (laughs) That I was excited to share with the world. And Mm. so that that's a real bummer for me Mm. personally. Yeah. Took a hit there. Took a little bit of a hit. Uh, I also didn't really know who anybody was when Jazz asked me who I liked when we, because we did 
our podcast after the draft, I literally just said someone's name that I read in Kevin O'Connor's like draft mock draft thingy. So that was complete bullshit. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> Airing Love it that out you admitted that on the air. No, but like this is <laughs> this is how the sausage. Like sometimes those of us who you know, like you're a Lakers fan. Like I'm somebody who just like my job is to cover the Lakers, and like I don't have time to pay attention to college basketball during the year. Like I would be being like intellectually dishonest if I claim to have strong thoughts on these guys or like really know about them or enjoy covering this aspect. I understand that picks are important, but as a fan, like I, 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 like I think fans are justified in being like, I don't care about that. I would rather have this Anthony Davis guy on my roster because we already know Mm. he's good. And it also just feels like something that takes so much expertise to like actually be able to scout players like draftees. It's, it's sort of like, what am I going to add to that conversation? I don't have any expertise. Like, go read Kevin O'Connor's piece. <laughs> yeah. He's great. Anyway, so 2019, we're giving it up number four pick. We are not so very gutted about that. 2020, we get our pick. Yeah, so that's this coming draft. Uh, not not this coming on Thursday, but this coming draft, like in terms of next year. Yes. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, I mean, nice. they probably they get what will likely be the worst of all of these picks, like because we assume that, you know, LeBron and Anthony Davis are probably going to pop together next year. For sure. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. But I think we could find someone who could like grow into a role around AD that we might be able to keep or we could try to turn it. For something like else. they just did with Josh Hart, yeah, you know, exactly. which is a guy that they took in that exact range where they're kind of expected to be picking this year, and he's uh, wonderful. Like the Lakers, yeah, and the Lakers have shown that they can find talent there. That that's Kyle Kuzma, yeah. the guy that they fought so hard to hold on to, was also taken in that range. And you know, like Mo Wagner, you can point to is like sometimes they miss, but uh, my understanding is that that was more of a Magic Johnson pick, and so I don't really put it along the track record of this scouting department. Uh, yet, because Agreed. I don't think that it's really fair to blame them for Mo. No, I agree with that. Uh, poor old Mo. Truly, <laughs> truly, so many players have gotten thrown under the bus in all of this. It's really unfair, and it's it's almost always someone kind of random. And it's just these, yeah. like, it, they're easy scapegoats, like Mo and Josh Hart. Josh Hart, who got some heat in that article about like the dysfunction at the Lakers and like how Magic Johnson was like causing people to need like anxiety medication. Oh yeah, that was unfair to Josh. So unfair. I honestly felt for that to leak out that he had said that about his like college teammate. Um, so rude. Yeah. I just why why do we need to drag him into it anyway? So anyway. we'll get that pick, and I think that'll be great. Like I think that's one that it's nice that we have it so early so that they can actually grow with Anthony Davis into like their, their role that it's, it's the nearest one. So he'll be nearest in age and they can work together a little bit there. Might even be nice to draft someone older, like Josh Hart, like pick someone up at like 24 or something. 23, yeah, I could definitely. I think that's almost definitely the route that they'll take, and that's the route that this front office was taking, even when they were still like quote unquote rebuilding. Yeah. Was they were uh, doing that? Yeah. So twenty twenty, it's all roses, yeah. man. All right, twenty twenty one. Yeah. So twenty twenty, they're good. Twenty twenty one, 
Uh, there's a reverse protected first round pick going to New Orleans. So if we are one through eight, it will go to New Orleans. Anything more, it will stay to us. So I figure we'll probably keep that and barring anything horrendous happening. Yes, I th- like they would have to completely fall apart for that to end up in New Orleans' hands. Which is possible, and we should not rule it out just because of what we've yeah. seen over the past few years from not just the Lakers, but almost every team in the league. Um, at least a lot of them. Looking at you, Celtics and Wizards <laughs> and T-Wolves and who else? I don't know, but it looks pretty, looks pretty <laughs> for Golden State right now, too. Anyway. We'll probably keep that one. Yes, I would imagine so. That's two picks. And then 2022, our pick will go to New Orleans unprotected. So no matter what it is, if we keep our pick in 2021. So we'll probably have to give that one away. Yeah, that's almost like, that's almost, uh, again, just that's as much of a certainty as the last one going to the Lakers. That's a certainty. Exactly. So that's two out of four picks from 2019 to 22, which isn't that bad. Yeah. And then, you know, like they gave up swap rights in 2023. That could hurt if things go wrong, you know, and they like jump up in the lottery. Um, And then the unprotected first rounder in 2024 that the Pelicans can say that's not good enough and defer it to 2025. So, you know, they gave up a bunch of picks. But these are all like kind of their conditions to them. Yeah. And like they may not, they, they either could burn the Lakers or they could not. And there's no, there's absolutely no way to know right now how that will go. Yeah. And so it, it is a concern, but I think that it's such a minor long-term one that you almost shouldn't let it distract you from the excitement of this deal. They're going to have draft picks. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be okay. We will be okay, everybody. It will be fine. Also like... So what if it's not? I'm sorry, but by 2025, there's a natural life cycle to every sort of, like the the Golden State Warriors. Like you have these periods of dominance and then there has to be a period of decline because father time, naturally, basketball players do get worse over time. That's how it works. Or like teams break up or something. So like, we're just going to have to be accepting that there is a natural timeline, a natural arc for every super team or every team that's playing really well, especially super team, though. And that's where the downside of this trade comes in to me yeah. is be, like na- the safety net for that is supposed to be the draft picks that you get for once your team kind of declines and goes down. And now the Lakers, if they decline sooner than I think they're hoping to, then they end up kind of, you know, screwed or their rebuild mm-hmm. is going to take a little bit longer because they won't have that draft pick safety net necessarily, or at least not as many of them. So that is like, you know, again, that's why I keep saying like, that's a concern, but it's a small one and it's for down the line. And there's, a, there's, you know, there's a reality where the Lakers sign another Max guy either this summer or down the line yeah. when LeBron retires uh, and they keep this rolling and those are just late first round picks and that, the, and then they decline later in the 2020s. So what do you think about sustained success in the league and what that means? Because I've been trying to wrap my head around it a little bit when people talk about like 
sustained success, oh my God, sustained success and how that could actually happen. Do you have any examples of teams that have like, quote unquote, sustained success? Because to me, it just feels like there are these natural arcs that happen. And a lot of teams have been in the gutter before, like, Hasn't every team kind of been in the gutter before? Really, the the best example is the Lakers before, yeah. like, these last couple of years was they had almost had, you know, like, there there have been a couple down years here and there where, the, like, they either, um, like, they either missed the playoffs or they, like, just barely got in as an eight seed or whatever. Like, there were yeah. ebbs and flows to that reign. But it, otherwise, it was almost, like, 30, like, to 40 years of almost completely uninterrupted dominance, wow. which is why the Lakers are considered this like historical jewel of the league and why this recent era is like so unprecedented for the team because it literally was. Uh, I, I mean, more recently, the Rockets never really totally bottomed out and just like kind of rebuilt on the fly. Um, but it's very, very rare that teams are able to rebuild on the fly. And so like that is something that the Lakers may have to grapple with down the line. But again, they may not. If they keep using this lure of free agency and they just use, keep using trades and whatever, like they may be able to keep this thing rolling. It just depends on their ability to recruit like this superstar talent. And now they have a guy in Anthony Davis that presumably guys are going to want to play with. I, I'd say so. I'd say they yeah. want to play with him. And like, not that guys don't want to play with LeBron because Anthony Davis obviously did want to play with LeBron. I just mean like LeBron is going to retire right. presumably a lot sooner than Anthony Davis does. And so now they have that guy to extend this into the next era. And actually like this is breaking now um, as we're what? recording this, but uh, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN is reporting. And this is something that had kind of leaked out earlier. And I, I want to get his uh, name correctly now because it does seem like he genuinely scooped everyone at this point. David Lord of 24-7 Sports mm -hmm. was reporting that this is already agreed to. Woj is reporting that the Lakers are trying to um, expand the Anthony Davis trade and create the ability to open another max salary slot on July 6th because there had been this talk of like they couldn't open a max salary slot if the deal got done on July 6th. And as it was originally reported, that was true. What Woj is reporting that the Lakers are trying to do is they're offering up the contracts of Mo Wagner, Jamario Jones, and Isaac Bonga to other oh, teams um, so that they can create extra space if Anthony Davis also waives his trade kicker. So he would still have to waive his trade kicker to create that $4 million in space. And Mo Wagner, Jamario Jones, and Isaac Bonga would combine all of those things combined would create about $32 million in space. Wow. And this is actually great that this breaks while we're on the it podcast. We're going to talk about this. Well, number one, it means I don't have to write about oh, it. And number okay. two, we don't have to get into the convoluted scenario of like how they could maybe do it. Like now we know yeah. this is what they're trying to do. And uh, so it looks like they're going to try and create an extra 32. 32 million would be just a hair short of the max. But you would think that LeBron and Anthony Davis, like that is a strong, um, you know, recruiting package yeah. for maybe one of these max free agents, whether it's Kawhi, Kyrie, Jimmy Butler, whoever. So now it looks like, and you know, this had been talked about, like a lot of people were saying a sticking point was there's no definitive reporting that they have agreed to do this deal on July 6th. It looks like that's where things are headed. And that makes sense because for the Pelicans that frees up cap space by doing it mm -hmm. earlier um, for, it also allows them to move the number four pick if mm -hmm. they want to. Um, so it makes sense that the Lakers are doing this so that they can, 
can uh, get under, they can get more cap space and potentially still offer a max deal. So this actually makes, if they can make this happen, and so my my conspiracy theory, when we were getting set to record, I was going to tell you about that, was that the Lakers were not leaking the names of these guys Mm. uh, so that they would not get their name kind of dragged through the mud and feel like they were unwanted as a conditional possible Mm -hmm. part of the deal. I think now that that cat seems to be out of the bag, that may be why we're hearing about this from the bigger insiders now, is that like now they're like, well, these guys know that they're kind of on the cutting room floor potentially, and we can let this be out there and whatever. And so I, I think I would be very surprised if they weren't able to get this done because basically it sounds like they're just offering these contracts to teams. And Mo Wagner was a first round pick last year. Whatever you think of him, the Lakers can probably get a team to agree to just take him on. And like Jamario Jones is a non-guaranteed salary. They can definitely agree to to get a team to take him on and even cut him if they don't want him. Um, Same thing with Isaac Bonga. He's a second round pick last year. There has to be someone that's willing to take him into their cap space and take a flyer on him. I thought he looked okay too. I think he's just super green but he has some like beautiful potential and you know some people do peak later so it might take him a while but i i see and he's only 19 or 20 he's so young this is awesome do you think they went into all of this knowing that anthony davis would waive the four million or do you think they're gonna try to convince him or do you think that's the big question mark here is like, do they have to convince him? Or is this something that like, he's kind of already tentatively said, like, look, if you can, if it gets us to max cap space and we can get a guy, because for Anthony Davis, there's no incentive for him to say, I'm going to just give you this yeah. money right off the bat, right? Yeah. Like, why, like I'm not going to go to my employer and say, I'm going to give you, you know, 15% of my salary, just out of the goodness of my heart, because you can maybe add some extra help for me. I'm going to want them to show me that they can add some extra help, and they're not just going to pocket that mm-hmm. money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think for Davis, he probably, I, my best guess would be that he's willing to waive this trade kicker. If he is, if like the Lakers show him, they're like, okay, here is, I don't know, like here's Jimmy Butler. He's willing to sign here. Will you waive your trade kicker? Then I think that he'd probably say yes. But if the Lakers go back, like he's not just going to wave it out of the goodness of his heart. And he doesn't have to make that decision until July 6th anyway, when like the moratorium will be ending by then. And the Lakers will know by that point if they're getting another one of these max guys. Yeah, totally. I wouldn't be surprised if that was what was happening. I also wouldn't be mad at Anthony Davis for not waving at all. Like, I think, you know, get your money. Even if it got the max, even if it got the max guy. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I can't be mad at him. It's his money. I, you are different than most fans. I feel like most fans, I think, would be upset if he kept them from signing a max guy just because he wanted four million extra dollars, like that he had an ability to give away. Again, I'm not saying that, like, I understand that decision. I understand wanting to go get your money. I'm not about to take, like, a cut out of my salary right now. And so, like, I understand not wanting to give up your own money. But at the same time, like, I think... This will tell, especially if they're able to get another Max guy to come along and they can show him that, or they're able to get like two 
really, really good role players for this cap yeah. space, something like, like, I don't even know who that would be off the top of my head, but they're able to take two ro- really good role players to him and say that that will tell me a lot about how much of this was about wanting to be in LA and mm-hmm. how much of this was actually his stated reason was about winning, which like, if it's just uh-huh. about your money and wanting to up your endorsement potential, I'm fine. Just say that. Yeah. Like, I don't personally, I'm not personally offended by that. Just be real with me. But like, if it's really about winning and you're talking about, you want to go somewhere you can win. And that's something that he and his rep presentation have both said this will tell me a lot about how much of that it how much of this is really about winning you know what I feel like it is about winning because he and LeBron are pretty close it seems like does that seem right yeah and like Anthony Davis just yes they definitely are close. close they're close from his team USA days like when Anthony Davis was brought on as like basically I think he was 18 when he first played for team USA wow. um and like he talked about how LeBron was one of the guys that mentored him with <gasps> that team and so they have a, they've been going back a long time oh my God, and stop. like I think that's part of why <laughs> I think that's part of why you see him with clutch now um and, and like on the Lakers you know, maybe <laughs> yeah, and on the Lakers, I think, uh, to to some degree. And so, like, at the Anthony Davis isn't even officially a Laker yet, and he got the first ever signature, like, chip named after him or something today, and is getting an endorsement deal with Lay's, or oh, Ruffles, I, I think it's Ruffles, and getting, <laughs> oh, like, Ruffles a shoe made better. out of it. Hot take, Ruffles is better than Lay's. Ruffles <laughs> I actually agree with you on that. Am I right? So, yes, exactly. <laughs> but I was going to say that I don't think... LeBron would be trying so hard to get this guy on his team if he didn't think that he was about winning because that's what LeBron is about. Yes. Well, I don't know. I have mixed thoughts what? on that based on his free agency decision from last year. But like, I do think that LeBron is deeply competitive and wants to win. He just, you know, like he's a guy that said, he even told players, don't take less than your max. So that's the other side mm-hmm. of this. But maybe it's the type of thing where because Davis is going to get maxed out because he's 26 years old, because it would create a chance for them to build a really, really special team where he's on him and saying like, hey, this is going to be the best thing for us. And you're going to make that money up off the court. Like mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is a Laker. It, especially if they add another Max guy and they're like, you know, a super team is going to be eminently endorsable. And, you know, the whole like thing that uh, my theory on all of this since like going back to like December or January is like LeBron is going to try and use Space Jam 2 as a way to circumvent the cap. And like, I think he can get Anthony Davis that 4 million back pretty easily by, uh, from via cameo and space jam two or whatever it may be. So that may just be a matter of the Lakers getting someone to want to sign on. That's my view of it for right now. It is interesting. I'm glad that they're, we found out that they're actually doing this though. So that there's less nebulousness about how much cap space will they have all that stuff. We at least know that they're trending in that direction. Hey guys, is this like maybe a smart decision maybe by the Lakers front office? Possibly. Yeah, I, I think I think that everyone who said Rob Polinka is an idiot, like he he got pantsed in this negotiation, like um, and again, like I mean, I think that he gave up more than he had to. I'm not calling all of that fake bad analysis, but like I think that Rob Polinka is he was touted as a salary cap guy. He knew when these dates were when he was yeah. coming to terms on this. There were always I was we were always waiting for another shoe to drop. Either he got out negotiated and he couldn't get them to agree to push it back and get more cap space or he had a contingency plan and it seems like they had a contingency plan so this all rings of darius on lfr pod saying okay you did number one 
you did that first thing, but now show me two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like show me how you yep. plan for the future and how you plan to win maybe more on the margins later down the line for sustainable success. Um, and I think this is one of those things down the line. I feel like we may be, I'm not an expert at all, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the Lakers gave up a lot and maybe I don't know whether it's an opinion that it's too much or it's a fact that it's too much. But for me, it's like you get the best guy in the trade and like Brandon Ingram, we were going to have to decide whether to pay him next year and who knows whether he would have been at his full potential. And like Lonzo, we're still waiting. I don't know. We are a win now organization that much is clear can't be mad at the Lakers for making a deal that prioritizes win now when that's what we've been asking for for the past like five years. Yeah, exactly. No, the I think the big thing here is they got they got the best name in the trade. That was already a given. We knew that regardless of what was going to happen with you know the cap space. But the the thing the concerning point to I think everyone justifiably was like Polinka not only gave up all this stuff, he didn't potentially get max cap space as part of the deal. Now he's still going to have that second max slot. You cashed in your assets. So like the, this is going going all the way back to the D'Angelo Russell trade from a couple years ago. Um, they said that they wanted to sign two max free agents, not sign one in LeBron and then trade for one. They said they wanted mm. to sign two max free agents. If they had, you know, if they had made this trade in a way where it was like they signed LeBron, but then they gave up literally everything else they had to go get Anthony Davis. Like that's not the plan. You kind of fumbled it a little bit, but I if they that. are able to create max cap space out of this, then you at least have a chance to fully execute that plan where you cashed in on all the assets that you accumulated throughout this rebuild and you still managed to sign the two free agents, which is like, that's what they said that they want to do all along. So now they, it, it appears that they have a chance to do it and that they're back in the hunt for some of these like starry names, as long, provided again, that they can get somebody to take on Mo Wagner, Jamario Jones and Isaac Bonga, who like, I don't want to call out Woj, but he spelled Mo Wagner's name yeah. in this tweet uh he just spelled it without the e but you know mm. common mistake because mo doesn't actually it's it's maritz yeah. wagner Maurice. um and but he still spells it with an e so i've always but anyway it wasn't anyway. as bad as the guy that called him ike bonga oh, no. so. <laughs> oh, when bonga so is lighting up the league all of you are going to learn to spell yeah, it you name, will. Right? that's all i'm saying yeah it's nice to know that they're on what Move three, if move three sort of pans out, which is getting these guys traded so we can clear some space, then I feel like we're in business, man. That's number three. Well, yeah, then move four is sign the other max guy or yeah. sign two really good role players or whatever combination, however you use that cap space. Yeah. That's move four. Yeah. And then you see how well they do at assembling the margins on the roster around mm -hmm. them. And like, it, it would be almost impossible to do worse than last year, he said, tempting fate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's going to be a wild Don't summer. Write that pre-write. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna write pre-writes for like Kemba, for Kyrie, for Jimmy Butler, all of them. We will be prepared for all of them. It's like it's like Littlefinger said. Like you don't you don't just write I the stories that happen. You write all of the stories everywhere that could happen in your mind. Uh, all at once. That's my strategy with pre-writes. <laughs> yep. 
I, think I mean, do you have any more points? I feel like we. I feel like that's all I got. I think th- this actually hit at the perfect. I thank you, Woj, for yeah. dropping this while we were recording instead of making us go back and recording another podcast. Like I know Anthony's gonna <laughs> have to now for Locked On Lakers. So, you know, it could be worse. It could be worse. This is actually me and Sabrina's strategy is to like record during games. So. You know, we just recorded during the breaking news this time. It always works. Yeah, out. that's basically the game at this time yeah. of year. And like, you know, I, I, I think it all worked out. It super did. And guys, just let yourselves be happy, right? For like yeah, a I mean that. That's what I was gonna say. This this brings it all the way back home to our original point of like, like we didn't mean for this to happen during the podcast, but this is not like just. Just relax. Like, the Lakers (laughs) traded for Anthony Davis. They have a chance to do some special things this summer. Like, this is a good thing. This is a good week for the Lakers, even if there are some long-term concerns. Just, like, that's for future you to deal with. Let future... We don't even know if we're going to be alive in five years. It could all go to shit by then. So easily. I'm not going to lose sleep over a 2025 draft pick. I could, you know, like, I could get into a car accident tomorrow. For now, the Lakers have Anthony Davis. Go to the bars like i'm i can't wait i don't really know anyone in la lol so i and also i just got off work so i celebrated solo in my room texted a few people we were very excited but this weekend i'm gonna go party it up get lit for anthony davis i suggest you do the same in whatever way that you think is a party get excited is this one i have to talk Really fast and do like the please drink responsibly. Do not consume too much. <laughs> please do be responsible, but, uh, but also it's okay to be a little irresponsible every once in a while. Anthony Davis is on the goddamn Lakers. I think we can all yes. get behind that. Celebrate that Anthony Davis is on the Lakers. Like you might be dead before the 2025 <laughs> draft pick comes around. That's that. We're gonna put that on a shirt at some point. <laughs> That is the prevailing message of the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. Please, everyone drink responsibly if you drink. So I think that about does it for us. Sasha, thank you for uh, thank you for joining me Absolutely. today. Absolutely. Loved being this here. This was a lot of fun. I'm glad that we got to do one of these before we go away from the host switching yeah. again for starting again next month. Starting again next week, we will be back to daily shows, but we will have one more post-draft show coming for you on Friday. If you like this podcast, if this was your first time coming across it, you can find it on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. Just search Silver Screen and Roll, and we are the Silver Screen and Roll podcast. And we will talk to you guys when the Lakers have max cap space. Woo!